majesty is too much sad. You promised when you parted with the king to lay aside life-harming heaviness and entertain a cheerful disposition. To please the king, I did. To please myself, I cannot do it. Yet I know no cause why I should welcome such a guest as grief, save bidding farewell to so sweet a guest as my sweet Richard. Yet again, methinks some unborn sorrow ripe in fortune's womb is coming towards me, and my inward soul with nothing trembles at something it grieves more than with parting from my lord the king. Each substance of a grief hath twenty shadows, which shows like grief itself, but is not so. For sorrow's eyes, glazed with blinding tears, divides one thing entire to many objects, like perspectives, which rightly gazed upon show nothing but confusion, eye to eye, distinguish form. So your sweet majesty, looking awry upon your lord's departure, finds shapes of grief more than himself to wail, which, looked on as it is, is not but shadows of what it is not. Then, thrice gracious queen, more than your lord's departure weep not, more is not seen, or if it be, tis with false sorrow's eye, which for things true weeps things imaginary. It may be so, but yet my inward soul persuades me it is otherwise. Howe'er it be, I cannot but be sad, so heavy sad as though on thinking, on no thought I think, makes me with heavy nothing faint and shrink. Tis nothing but conceit, my gracious lady. Tis nothing less. Conceit is still derived from some forefather grief. Mine is not so, for nothing hath begot my something grief, or something hath the nothing that I grieve. Tis a reversion that I do possess, but what it is, that is not yet known. What? I cannot name. Tis nameless woe, I what. God save your majesty, and well met, gentlemen. I hope the king is not yet shipped for Ireland. Why hopest thou so? Tis better hope he is, for his designs crave haste, his haste good hope. Then wherefore dost thou hope he is not shipped? That he, our hope, might have retired his power, and driven into despair an enemy's hope, who strongly hath set footing in this land. The banished Bolingbroke repeals himself, and with uplifted arms is safe arrived at Ravensburg. Now God in heaven forbid. Ah, madam, tis too true, and that is worse, the lords Northumberland, his son, young Harry Percy, the lords of Ross, Beaumont, and Willoughby, with all their powerful friends, are fled to him. Why have you not proclaimed Northumberland and all the rest revolted faction traitors? We have. Whereupon the Earl of Worcester hath broken his staff, resigned his stewardship, and all the household servants fled with him to Bolingbroke. So, Green, thou art the midwife to my woe, and Bolingbroke my sorrow's dismal heir. Now hath my soul brought forth her prodigy, and I, a gasping new-delivered mother, have woe to woe, sorrow to sorrow joined. And despair not, madam. Who shall hinder me? I will despair and be at enmity with cousining hope. He is a flatterer, a parasite, a keeper back of death, who gently would dissolve the bands of life which false hope lingers in extremity. Here comes the Duke of York. With signs of war about his aged neck. Oh, full of careful business are his looks. Uncle... For God's sake, speak comfortable words. Should I do so, I should belie my thoughts. Comfort's in heaven, and we are on the earth where nothing lives but crosses, cares, and grief. Your husband he is gone to save far off, whilst others come to make him lose at home. Here am I left to underprop his land, who weak with age cannot support myself. Now comes the sick hour that his surfeit made. Now shall he try his friends that flattered him. My lord, your son was gone before I came. He was? Why so? Go all which way it will. 
The nobles, they are fled, the commons, they are cold, and will, I fear, revolt on Hereford's side. Sirrah, get thee to Pleshy, to my sister Gloucester. Bid her send me presently a thousand pound. Hold, take my ring. My lord, I forgot to tell your lordship. Today, as I came by, I called it there, but I shall grieve you to report the rest. What is, knave? An hour before I came, the duchess died. God, for his mercy, what a tide of woes comes rushing on this woeful land at once. I know not what to do. I would to God so my untruth had not provoked him to it. The king had cut off my head with my brothers. What, are there no posts dispatched for Ireland? How shall we do for money for these wars? Come, sister, cousin, I would say, pray pardon me. Go, fellow, get thee home. Provide some carts and bring away the armor that is there. Gentlemen, will you go muster men? If I know how or which way to order these affairs thus disorderly thrust into my hands, never believe me. Both are my kinsmen. The one is my sovereign, whom both my oath and duty bids defend. The other again is my kinsman, whom the king hath wronged, whom conscience and my kindred bids to right. Well, somewhat we must do. Come, cousin, I'll dispose of you. Gentlemen, go muster up your men, and meet me presently at Barclay Castle. I should to Pleshy, too, but time will not permit. All is uneven, and everything is left at six and seven. The wind sits fair for news to go to Ireland, but none returns. For us to levy power proportionable to the enemy is all impossible. Besides, our nearness to the king and love is near the hate of those love not the king. And that is the wavering commons, for their love lies in their purses, and whoso empties them, by so much fills their hearts with deadly hate. Wherein the king stands generally condemned. If judgment lie in them, then so do we, because we ever have been near the king. Well, I will for refuge straight to Bristol Castle. The Earl of Wiltshire is already there. Thither will I with you, for little office will the hateful commons perform for us, except like curs to tear us all to pieces. Will you go along with us? No. I will to Ireland, to his majesty. Farewell. If hearts presages be not vain, we three here part that ne'er shall meet again. That's as York thrives to beat back Bolingbroke. Alas, poor duke. The task he undertakes is numbering sands and drinking oceans dry. Where one on his side fights, thousands will fly. Farewell at once, for once, for all, and ever. Well, we may meet again. I fear me never.